Hi, I'm Alice. Hi, I'm Justin. And you're listening to the Otterly Allison Podcast. Who knows what we'll talk about. Oh. Gamecock. Oh no, we can't. Well, I married into it, so. You're embracing it. Are you standing up? I am. I've been sitting all morning. How's your morning been? So, well, the Tooth Fairy came. I saw so, that on Instagram. Very exciting. Yeah. But our family, like, growing up, like, we didn't do the under the pillow thing. And, like, I thought kids were nuts. And so Dexter gets to do it the way I did it as a kid. So, Which is? Yeah. So when we were growing up, like, as a kid, I didn't think anything of it because I didn't know any different but our parents had us and I think it was actually my mom's family that did this they had you put your tooth in a cup of water by the sink and then the tooth fairy I think they told us that the tooth fairy would drink your tooth which now I'm kind of like that's kind of creepy um but the tooth fairy would take your tooth and leave money in the cup as a kid I didn't I never knew the whole pillow thing like I thought my kids my friends were nuts and so now as an adult I'm like brilliant because I don't have to like go dig under a pillow like trying to find a tooth you know and so last night my probably a terrible mom I'm not keeping his teeth that's creepy um but I got glitter out and had like fairy dust and like dumped the water out and put some glitter in the cup and put it all over the one dollar bill and so he was like oh my god (laughs) there's fairy dust everywhere and he was like she left dust in the cup too and i was like what are you gonna get with your dollar he's like there's dust and he didn't even care like (laughs) not even interested at all so yeah that's awesome but so that's what our family did and i like kids at school were trying to tell him about the pillow thing he's like we don't do that it looks like it's one of his his front teeth yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he's actually too young because he's only four and they don't start losing teeth till they're like five or six. But about five or six months ago, he decided not to listen to me and dove head first as I told him to quit jumping and he hit his mouth on my knee and knocked both two front teeth loose. And one has tightened back up, but the other one has been just like hanging by a thread for like five or six months and I even asked the dentist I was like is this okay because I obviously took him in and then at his like six month appointments I'm like should this be out and they're like it'll come out when it's ready and I'm like feeding him apples and like all this stuff but yeah oh man you just brought back a memory a little early my brother tried uh tying a string to one of my teeth and shutting the door you know tying it to the door and everything it didn't work but Mm -hmm. uh yeah that was a wonderful childhood memory. <laughs> I th- I did think I, I'm not a parent, but when I saw it, I was like, he's four years old. Is he already losing his teeth? So that was my first thought. And I was like, what do I know? I'm not a parent. Oh. No, I even asked the dentist and they were like, no, he'll just be toothless for a bit longer than normal. So it grows in, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's only, I mean, he'll be five in November. So he would have kind of started it in a couple months anyway, but he was so excited. He woke me up at five. 
yesterday morning. Which is what time you usually get up. To tell me that he pulled it himself. You usually get up there. I get up at six, six fifteen. But that extra fifteen minutes oh, and not being awoken by a child saying, "Mommy, I lost my tooth," and I'm thinking there's blood everywhere. There wasn't, but yeah. that's awesome. So good times, good times, memories you'll never. It's the reason I'm standing. <laughs> He's the reason you're standing. Because I'm. Tired. Oh, because you're tired. Okay, got it. <laughs> yes. Got it. Got it. I'm um, on my other screen. My um, my PDI is upgrading. I'm in I'm in upgrade mode right now, so we're a little bit ahead on our episodes, which is we want we want to be ahead. And uh, yesterday, yes. Utah general availability patch one came out, so I've got two instances that we're upgrading for work. Then I've got my PDI that's upgrading, and it just went red on me, so that caught my attention. Like what was that? Lost connection to this bird, whatever that is. Yes. Yeah. Well, then I've been sending you all my yes. CMA immersion stuff. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good. I'm gonna share screen. Um, I haven't looked at the stuff you sent me yesterday. Uh, let me share screen yeah. real quick. Screen. I wanted to share my entire screen. There we go. Tell me what you think if you saw this. Have you ever seen that? Floating. Oh. I haven't seen that particular image. Like that's a lot better than it used to be used to. It just like yeah, nothing. Four oh four it. <laughs> I was in. You'll, you'll love this story. I was in the middle of a customer demo, and we are like thirty to thirty-five minutes into. I'm showing project something or ITSM, mm -hmm. and this happens, and I was like. <laughs> What the? F oh, no. <laughs> I was like, how does this happen in the middle of a demo? So I quickly scramble to another demo instance, and um, I follow up afterwards. After it's all over, everything was fine. The, the world did not end, even though it felt like it was going to. I follow up, and uh, I won't mention any names, but our internal support was like, "Oh yeah, we got a notice like a week ago that they were going to be doing maintenance." I'm like, "Did you think to tell anybody?" <laughs> While we're doing demos. Hey, that's why I asked you before I used your demo instance for my work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate yeah. that. Like, what happens is, like, uh, and this may be too in the weeds for our podcast, is for for solution consultants, which is what I do, if, if it wasn't clear, um, we do demos. And we're kind of counting on two, two major things, that the out-of-the-box capabilities are all there, because that's what we're usually demoing. And um, that there's nothing serious going on, like no scripts or updates or downloads or something like that. Because, you know, there's four of us. Demos may be scheduled any time. And what we found is if you let the technical teams in, like the delivery teams, what they'll be like is like they'll have this. Yeah, like Allison. Allison hasn't done this for the record. Somebody has, but Allison hasn't. The technical teams will be like, well, I need to do this for the customer. And they're like, where is SecOps installed? And they'll go find where SecOps is installed. And then they'll just install something. And you're in the middle of a demo. You're like, what's going on? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so that, that's why, you know, it's nice when Allison checks in. Yeah. Well, I also help. I mean, I've helped others with the demos, like setting up portals and building a custom app with the former associate solution consultant, which he, it was fun to do that with Connor because he was like, oh, I get to kind of see how one's made. So like we walked through and built it, so. You want to hear something funny about that? 
I think when you walked him through it, he did it for every demo. Connor, you're gonna kill me for talking about this, but I think every every demo he would go make a portal for the customer. And that's if you know funny. ServiceNow, they're like, that's one of the, this, I gotta be careful here. That's one of the things that they do is they make a, a custom portal usually for the customer. And uh, him and I were talking one day and he showed me and I was like, honestly, I've, I've never, ever, ever made a custom portal for a customer. Like I always show them out of the box and then talk to it. Yeah. No, I make it pretty. Like when I was in my architect days, um, when I would do my workshops, I would go brand my entire instance. If I had access to theirs, I would go ahead and do like the branding and stuff, at least what I thought they would want. And every time I would do my workshops, they'd be like, oh, that's our instance. I'm like, well, actually it's mine. But, you know, and they, it would like help through the workshops because they would already think it was theirs. And so. Not something yeah. foreign. Yeah. Well, speaking of Utah, um, I've been just tucking it all in or taking it all in. Um, theming is supposed to be a lot easier. And what I think is neat, and I've seen it. Yeah, it, it goes to mobile now. So you can set your theme in the core instance and whatever you do goes downstream to mobile. Now I haven't tested it or I'm not good with colors and yeah. themes. That's really why I don't mess with it. Cause I just, whatever right. I do, it's going to be ugly unless someone says here, do this. Right. But I think that's neat for those that are doing that. Like that you don't have to go configure yeah. mobile now separate from. Yeah. What's so funny about the theming. So once again, in my old days of doing workshops, um, a lot of the IT people that we work with are males. And this is no offense to any males we work with, but I would spend so much time trying to find like the perfect like icons and portal images. And my most favorite customer I ever worked with, um, they were a golf supply company, I guess you would call them. And we were looking at their portal and I was like, when we're doing the portal, we need to engage the end users. This portal isn't for you. It's not for IT. It's for the people that are going to use it. And we went back and forth about it. And I was like, just trust me. And they're like, no, no, let, let's put it together and then show them. So they gave me this photo that Justin, I don't, I don't do clowns. They're not my thing. <laughs> It looked like, it was like dark and it looked like there'd be a clown waiting on like hole eight to like murder you. Like it was just dark and like creepy. And I was like, guys, like how many golf courses have beautiful photos like that are associated with your brand? Like there's hundreds, I'm sure. And they were like, no, we think everyone will love it. I was like, how about this? Send me some pictures. I will mock up four options and we'll have a voting contest with their end users. Ask me how many votes the creepy clown photo got. How many votes, Allison? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. None. It, I was like, it's just dark and creepy. Like it needs to be bright. And like one that's like near a beach with palm and, and they were just like, okay. And it was just, it was funny. Cause they're like, Sometimes the IT teams get like, they don't think about the end user piece of it. Like we have to use words they use. Like if I said, go order a new exchange mailbox, they'd be like, what's that? Right. You know, and so those workshops were always interesting because you have to help them like get out of their own way almost and be like, how do your end users speak? That's what the portal needs to be. And it's a struggle and it's really interesting because, you know, 
they, they, they think they know the best way to do these portals. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I think that's what makes a solution consultant a solution consultant is being able to bridge that technical and like end user. I, I have a short story. There was a company I used to work for, shall be unnamed. New CIO came in. They pulled all the IT department into a conference room. And he was like, from now on, every single one of you will be out, you know, meeting nurses and doctors and end users and talking to them. And I'm looking around the room and I'm just reading the room. I'm like, some of these people should not be out there talking to doctors and end users. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the guy who the sunglasses on over there coding in the corner is like, yeah, yeah, he shouldn't be out there. Mm -hmm. He's good at what he does, but mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of unique skill sets because I think the reason I was a good architect was because one, I used to work at a service desk so I could hear people in general and many different many different help desks. I worked at an airline one, which God bless those people. And then I worked, you know, for oil and gas service desk. And I don't know, I just, my personality, like I'm actually super introverted, but I know how to yeah. like read my audience and have conversations. And my mom always jokes that part of it was because I was in a sorority. So I learned how to, you know, <laughs> have conversations. But I have to recharge later. Like after I've been in workshops all day, like I have to decompress. Yeah. And I'm the same way. Not talk for a little bit. I'm exactly the same way. <laughs> Despite my online presence, I'm an introvert and at, at heart. <laughs> and so yeah. it's draining. I know what you mean. It's like it takes energy. Yeah. But there's other people who doing what we're doing right now gives them energy. Yeah. yeah it's like it's the opposite yes. of us. Yeah. Well, this actually, I don't mind because like we're friends and so it's like we're having a conversation. So these don't drain me. Like, you know. I do nothing but stress out over here. this. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've got spreadsheets and no, Word documents. When you're with huh? Well, but when you're with customers, they're more draining, not because they're difficult, but because you're trying to guide them towards like, I know you do it this way today, but there's a reason we're going away from that. And so you're having to constantly like sell essentially. Yeah. And I am not meant to be a salesman. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I can, I can sell for so long before I get tired of my own self. Um, like, come on, Justin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No. I like my favorite part of what you're talking about is the moment that you do convince them to come over and, and do it this different way. And if, and if you watch them, you can usually see the moment where they like, they get it. And that for me is like the rewarding moment. It's like, they don't even have to say anything. It's just like, okay, now you got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's always that light bulb moment. And it's always been like, after I've been, like, I remember one time they were like, there's no way service now can do this. And I'm like, what, what do you have to do today? They had like 600 or 700 workflows to do one access request. And I was like, I was like, I will bet you lunch tomorrow. But I said, not really, because it's against our code of ethics. But I will secretly bet you lunch tomorrow that I can go back to my hotel and have one workflow that does it. And they were like, there's no way. Done. Deal. We'll take you to, they were like, we will take you to dinner. And I was like, okay. It took me 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> it was 
two lookup tables. So I just listed all of the different accesses, did lookups with the workflow and it had like task descriptions and approver and like everything. And I brought it in the next day and they were like, okay. And the rest of the workshops were so easy. It did, they just needed like that one, like proof of concept nugget to get them past it. Because none of the people in the room actually picked service now, their CIO did. So wow. it was even harder to Yeah, I was gonna say that's usually a tough crowd. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got a question for yeah. you. Since you shared what you shared. Oh, I have two questions for you. First question is mm -hmm. when you said you did a workflow, did you do it <clears throat> in the old workflow engine or flow designer? It was before Flow Designer okay. came out. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, second question <laughs> is have because this wasn't out when you did it either. Have you, and this is something I've been messing with, I just discovered, have you yeah. used decision tables yet? Not yet. Okay. No, I'm not in the weeds like I used to be. So I'm, I mean, when I'm in projects now, it's, there's been an escalation, the customer's unhappy, you know, like the last literally, I just did a workshop Monday with a, a CIO that was struggling with our team. And so I went in and you know, listened and figured out what she wanted and got it done for the one before that they escalated the whole project. So I had to take over the whole thing. And so I, I was just the workshops and the stories. So, okay. You can't yeah, stop there. It's not all bad, right? Like there's, you do have. No, but it, it's, I mean, the advisory workshops I normally do are not, they're meant to be like, I have a unique skill set of I know the technical, but I also know how to have conversations that are surface level where we're not getting deep in the weeds. And so most of what I do is road mapping strategy. When I get into the technical workshops, it's when there's been an escalation gotcha. or the customer's not happy and they need someone to come in and like level set uh, out of like two partners ago, <laughs> one of our EMs at the time. His name's Colin. I doubt he's watching this, but he was like one of my favorite people. And he was like, have you ever seen, and I forget, I think it was in Pulp Fiction. He was like, you're like the wolf. And I was oh, <laughs> like, like the fixer that goes in and just smooths everything over. I was like, I think that's a compliment, but thank you. It is a compliment. So, you know, it actually ties back to what we were just um, talking about though. Cause I, I want to, I want to yeah. spin the positive of this is cause I don't want people mm -hmm. to think that, um, any part ServiceNow partner is just having escalations all the time. I, I think yeah. what happens, no, no. you tell me, cause you know better than me, is that what we were just talking about, mm -hmm. where you have really technical, competent people trying to work with end users. And there's two things that seem to happen. Yeah. One is they just take orders. They say, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. And they do it without yes. kind of thinking through the implications. And then the second one is there's just a, a lack of a human connection to put it simply. like. When I yep. talk to person X, I don't feel like I'm being heard or listened to. And, and that's where I think you get pulled mm -hmm. in to kind of to bridge those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if they're younger, like I, I say that like I'm super old, but when I was first starting in my career, like anytime someone would say something to me, I just took it personally. And now I'm like, all right, call me stupid. Call me an idiot. Yeah. Tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's, let's move on. All right. Now let's figure out what you want. Like I just... It doesn't phase me anymore. I just kind of let it happen, let them get it out and then move on. And it's usually after they get it all out, it's either they're, they're learning something new. So they're trying to, you know, they have that fear of, am I going to know how to do my new job? 
all this stuff. And so I used to not have, I don't do this as much anymore, but I finally was like, okay, I need to take what they're saying, figure out how to spin it into good constructive feedback of how I could have done it better that made them call me, you know, whatever. And that's how I got through it back then. And now, I mean, we have a lot of people that do order taking and a lot of the more younger people are like, I want to do the best for my customer, which is great, but they want consultants. They want us to tell them, don't do that. Right. You know, don't, don't build all these custom fields when you could just change the label, you know, yeah. <laughs> don't go and overhaul something just because you can. And there's many ways to say, don't do that. <laughs> There, there's, there's yeah. multiple ways to deliver that message, and uh, that's that's an art. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you sound like you were very self-aware when you were younger, um, since you didn't use air quotes. <laughs> um, a lot of, I think, yeah. like I think a lot of mat maturity, mat maturation is what I was trying to say, is developing that self-awareness of like, hey, they said this, but I'm not going to take it personally. Like, like, how can I? Yeah improve, I guess. Yep. Do better next time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it, you learn it as you go. And I had really, really great architects and seniors on the projects I was on who I could say, Hey, so-and-so they said this, help me understand, you know, what I should have been doing. And like just really great people that were my seniors that I leaned on to help me get through those, which was great. And a lot of people are scared to do that. I, Really care. <laughs> I'm like, I'll look dumb. It's fine. I'll ask a question. So I think when people don't do that, they miss out on a lot. Yeah. You know, you just made me think too, like a lot of times, um, you ask when you don't know something and you ask a senior person or someone who knows it and you ask them to tell you or teach you or whatever, you're both benefiting from that. You're benefiting because you don't have the knowledge, um, or the, the experience that they had in troubleshooting or right. doing something and they're benefiting because not forcing, but the exercise of them explaining something to somebody helps them mm -hmm. understand it even more. Um, so it's really a win-win yeah. for both. As long as you're not like that annoying person who just <laughs> doesn't try to figure out anything on their own and just reaches yes. out. That's annoying. So. Yeah. When I used to be like on projects and my juniors would reach out, I'd be like, well, what, what did you try? What have you, you know, looked up that didn't work? And if they said, well, I haven't, I'd be like, well, go yeah. try, you know, and then come to me and we'll talk through the options and which ones, like, I wouldn't just instantly help them, but I would also say, if you're not sure where to start, here's some things to start with. Here's some things to look at that maybe you didn't think about. And most of the time they'd be like, oh, okay. And other times they'd be like, oh, I just didn't know where to go. Right. <laughs> so it was really interesting, but as long as they would talk to me, but I also tried to make sure I never made them feel bad about doing it or make them feel like they were a burden for asking. Cause I have had some seniors that are like, I don't have time for this. And I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so I would go find another senior that I knew I had worked with that knew what I was talking about. So there's a little bit of you have to make the time as well. And some people don't want to. And... Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that just isn't a good fit for a culture, you know, like if 
Like if, yeah. uh, you know, working like where we do, it's like we have to grow, we have to get better and learn. Um, and I think sometimes that means like, you know, even if you are busy and, you know, yeah. doing something, there's always time at some point to, to help that person. Yeah. Um, but. yeah. I know I feel like I get guilty sometimes because I do have a lot going on that I'll have to be like, I can't right now, but I can tomorrow or later if it's urgent, like I would go to this person, but if you can wait. So I try to at least say like, I will help you, but it may not be immediate if I can. I don't just like shut it down, but I feel guilty about it sometimes. (laughs) You know, I want to help where I can. I think we talked about this in the last episode or one of the previous ones where I'm starting to get it more and more from external, like because of the visibility yeah. and it's, and I've had the same guilty feeling too. It's like, man, I don't want to say no, but it's kind of like, I, I got a lot going on. And, and, and so I've been trying to do like mm-hmm. you say, and be like, okay, well, I don't have a lot going on two weeks from now. So, you know, yeah. I'll offer that to be like, Hey, and, and you'd be surprised how many people don't take you up on it. They want something immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, I've made commitments to people and to to certain projects and stuff. But that's also what's great about the community site. I mean, I know when I was first starting, I didn't know how to write code other than HTML. That's good. But, you know, that's all I knew. And I would go out on the community and I know some people will respond to people like, I'm not just going to write the code for you. And it's like, I don't know how. Like, if you could just give me even pseudo code or like, insert this here and then not the whole thing but even just a snippet to get me started um like that's where i used to struggle and as people would help me and like give me the snippets and give me like this is a business rule and i'm like oh okay and then i could go look at out of the box examples and see like oh that's what i need to write like i hate when people are just like go figure it out here's a link and I'm like, but that's not why a lot of, some people, yes, they just want you to write it for them. But most of the people that I've seen on the community don't. Like, they just want, like, maybe one little snippet because they can, they've they searched. And most of them will be like, here's everything I've right, tried. Right. And and at that point, I'm like, here, here's a little piece to help you get started. And that normally does it for them. But the community is great. Like, that's one of the unique things about ServiceNow, in my opinion, is I never, even friends that I, I have tons of friends in IT and they'll be like, I work for X company or I help with this one product. And I'm like, oh, what do you do when you struggle? They're like, I don't know. I call the rep or I, and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Yeah. I, I agree with you on the community part. Uh, I've used it many times. I actually monitor it for kind of like things that are of yeah. interest to me. Um, and I've, I think I've responded to a couple of things. It's that's, that's actually like something that takes a little bit of time. So the people that do go out there and respond, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cause, um, I know that takes time and energy. Um, yeah. Well, and thank you to service now for recognizing them because it does kind of sweeten the pot of encouraging people to participate. Yeah. What are they? It's like a, I see their little things. MVP program. Yeah. 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 MVP program. Yeah. To MVPs. Thank you for responding to community stuff. I real quickly, like, so <laughs> I, I did work for a company that worked for a bigger company and I remember Microsoft, I'll call the name out. And it was like, uh, I can't remember if it was exchange <laughs> or SharePoint or something. And to your point, like you, there's little sites like Reddit and, uh, there's yeah. one we used to use all the time and you could get so far until you just hit a technical wall. Yeah. 
And then you have to call Microsoft and oh my God, um, talk about such a customer, <laughs> but at least it was. And you finally get to somebody who's like this engineer and they're just like, all you hear is, and they're like, do this. And they're like, that worked great. And you have no, you're not learning anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, they, they fixed it for you. You did what they, you patched it or whatever. Right. But it's like the, whatever they did, I feel like the now community does that better in that at least what I've seen yes. walks you through. Okay. So you're trying to do this, <laughs> but you know, it could be better done this way. It's more of a mentorship, I guess, yeah. than it is a yeah. answer. Yeah. And they're crowdsourcing. They're allowing everyone to help each other, which helps everybody yeah. instead of just you know one person yeah you're, you're definitely drinking the service not kool-aid this week <laughs> <laughs> i've been in my immersion week i've been like really pumped up about i know we're running over but you have another one coming up today right i do i have them all week there's two hours in the morning two hours in the afternoon and yesterday was SecOps grc Ooh. the day before that was spm and I couldn't go to the afternoon one Tuesday. I went to the morning one or vice versa. And then Monday was ITSM and because I sent you the DevOps thing, which I was didn't know. Yeah. So you own ITSM Pro, you have DevOps. DevOps is my jam. Yeah. I love it. In, I didn't. Why not? Um, not enough people yeah. understand it and much less take advantage yeah. of it. So how are you with the GRC yeah. SecOps? That's one of the areas I like, but it's not as popular. I I kind of think it's snoozeville, but <laughs> I like how, so when I was in the CMA program, the person that came, so we got to talk to like product line managers and things like that. And I really like the people that they have representing it in these sessions because they, they associated to things. They were like, why do you brush your teeth? Are you being compliant to your parents or is it so you have good dental hygiene? Like they put it in like these real world scenarios where you're like, oh, okay, that makes total sense. And you kind of, you know, because if you're not like a compliance officer or like in a sock or something like you're kind of like, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the woman who presented yesterday, like she was amazing. Like there's some cool stuff coming and they have like different ones for like basic enterprise and you know all of it was safe harbor so obviously i can't say a lot i have snippets for my own yeah self but, but i mean it's very cool to see that what they're investing in it and the different spokes and integrations that are coming yeah yeah i'll just say that i i've gravitated to it because of the same reason you mentioned someone early on in my career yeah. made made audit not a bad word in my mind and kind of explain like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not about finding what you're doing wrong or getting you in trouble. It's about making sure that yeah. we're not going to get a fine or we're not going to, you know, yeah. cause harm to our customers or, you know, I was in healthcare, so it was patients, yeah. you know, so I, I, I yeah. got it at a, uh, a better level that didn't leave it negative in my mind. So yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm all into it. But I think if I could fix anything about it is that it's so jargon heavy and there's a steep learning curve to the data models that that is, I guess, a barrier for a lot of our technical people. It's just like they see that yeah. versus go do DevOps or ITSM or CSM or something. Yeah. There's a definite, yeah. definite learning curve. 
Yeah. I don't mind audits. Like I actually was an internal auditor years ago when I worked at the airline help desk. And then I had to work closely with our auditor for um, the oil and gas company I worked for because there's tons of government regulations we have no say in. But then also the auditors, what I actually learned, I learned this from, we had a very good auditor. He was a nice, nice man, which apparently audit, people think auditors are mean, but he was like, I am holding you accountable to your rules. Yeah. Like you created these. Cause I was getting frustrated about some of our socks rules within change management. <laughs> and I was like, explain to me why we have to do this. He goes, I didn't create that. You did. I was like, so I can change it. He was like, yes. Cause I didn't, it was before me. And I was like, so it, I can change that. He's like, as long as you document it and send it to me. Yes. That's my job is to hold you accountable to what you said you're going to do. In some of the areas I was like, like that was a light yeah, bulb, light bulb moment. moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I'll, we can end on like just the fact that service now, um, this is not a paid endorsement, uh, service now can do <laughs> all of this on one platform because we've just covered like yeah. 20 different apps. I mean, 20 is probably exaggerating, <laughs> but you know, all these different things on one platform. And then we as professionals are moving back and forth between them and doing all those things with customers that you were talking context about. Context switching. Context switching, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. So um, are the Gamecocks still in the uh, finals? Yeah, so their women's team won last year. They've won, like, the women's basketball. Apparently a men's basketball team isn't as good. The there goes football our team, though, the... <laughs> Yeah, the head coach of the football team, though, used to work for OU, Shane Beamer. So, Beamer Ball, Hi, big fan. And then their quarterback used to be at OU. So, I was like, you know what? My husband is now an OU fan and gets to be some of my players and coaches are at the Gamecocks. They don't play each other. So, it's a win-win. Gotcha. I thought that was a pillow behind you. It's your dog. I just realized it. Yeah, it moved. And I was like, that's not a pillow. Yeah. That's your dog. How sweet. Yeah. Right. It's one of Riley's favorite places to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, any any closing parting words for episode number six? I believe we're on. Did I hit record? This was a yes, I hit record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> I have done that. I have, not for this one, but yeah. I've recorded a whole like mm -hmm. YouTube video without hitting record. Actually, oh, okay, we can end on this. I did record your video last night, but th this is what happened. I double-clicked the record button, so it grabbed a screenshot of what I wanted to show you and didn't record any of the things that I went and did afterwards, but um, <laughs> we'll announce this here. YouTube came out with a new feature this week called Podcasts. So I last night I converted our Otterly, the Otterly Allison podcast, which by the way, if you look at my calendar, I now abbreviate as Toop. Um, so there's Toop prep and Toop follow-ups on my calendar. <laughs> um, but it's good thing it's not backwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> didn't even think. Usually, I think of stuff like that. Um, so on YouTube officially now, our podcast playlist, or no, our playlist is now a podcast and it, it can be found in a directory now and you can share a link to the podcast now. I have to send you that link, Allison, because um, I think we were working through a playlist link yesterday, but I've converted it, yeah. put the description, the logo in and everything. So, um, so yeah, I don't know what that means long-term for YouTube, but it's a new feature. 
and that's supposed to help the visibility and stuff like that. I know, I know we're still babies in the podcasting stuff, but <laughs> yeah, you're not. Right? Oh, I am. This is my first podcast. Still figuring out social media, so <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are. It's like constantly changing on us. So oh, that's true. Okay, now any final words? Any last right. thoughts? Nope, I'm going to go into my immersion week and get more Kool-Aid. There you go. You can always add a little vodka, tequila. I don't know. What's your liquor of choice? Probably, probably not at 10, 10.39 a.m., but yeah, oh, maybe it's after. Got to keep that liver working. Tito's. <laughs> Tito's. It's my... Tito's. Tito's and red wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what did you call that box Bordeaux? Card Bordeaux. Card Bordeaux. Okay. You need to give me some. Yes, I want to try it now. My boss actually gets mad at me. Well, so my boss gets mad at me. She's like, I pay you too much to be drinking cardboard boss wine. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but it's fine. You're just going to pee it away anyway, so. It's one of those, if I'm like having a nice meal, I'll get better wine. It's more of my like, it's stocked in case. It's like, you know what? I've had a rough day and just need a quick glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever go over and like <laughs> to the tap? I have not done that, surprisingly. But no. That'd be tempting, I guess, if you lived alone. <laughs> yes. I'll have to tell you sometime about when I worked in marketing for a while. I think I did, but yeah. Okay. And the cardboard wine. So. Cardboard That is the name of the episode. Cardboard I like it. <laughs> We could be drinking fake glasses of cardboard so during our episode. But there we go. I'm drinking tea, so. <laughs> I'm drinking my Zevia because I've quit Coke Zero. That's right. You quit it on like the worst day ever. I did, yeah. Well, not ever. But, <laughs> but I've stuck to it. That's good. That's the, you, did, you went through the worst day, so everything else should be easy from here. And uh, I'll end on um, my PDI is upgraded. It literally upgraded while we were recording our podcast. From Utah patch, Utah release That's candidate awesome. one to Utah patch one. Thanks. So that's pretty good. So go get your PDI updated, Allison. Yeah, I need to spin up my. T- I ha- I'm on a wait list. So. Oh wow! God, I could, what would I do if I was on a wait list? <laughs> I have access to yours though. So I can... That's true. Oh no, actually, yeah, I recorded an episode. <laughs> okay, well, I know we're supposed to end, but I recorded an episode. I disabled all my users. In my PDI. I locked it down. So I, I wrote a flow with a decision table, which is why I asked you about that. Uh, my first decision table mm-hmm. and it uh, locked down the entire incident. Here's the, here's the, here's why you should watch the episode. There is an account in your PDI that you've probably never heard of that you can't inactivate. Because there's a rule. I used to always do the system property. The system property? You can lock out anyone who doesn't have it happen just with a system pro. Okay, now I gotta make an episode on that. All right, send me that offline because I didn't know about that. Because that would have <laughs> saved me time making a flow, and but it was still fun. But yes, why right. you learned and had fun? I did. I learned and I learned about this special user, which you probably still don't know about. You may know about. It. You're CMA. You probably know about it. I don't get my PBI a lot anymore, though, so I may not know. Oh, you actually check the production instance to see if this user exists. I should. I'm going to. I was in demo seven earlier, looking something up. 
Oh, oh yeah. For an FC. Yeah. So I'll have to go see if it's in there. Be careful in there because it's about to be exhibited like any second. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need to tell your team because that's, I was looking for Oh, I did. They know. I know. I checked that box. Yes. Okay. Was it Connor? Okay. No, no, no. Oh, was it? No. I... He's out of office. <laughs> He's on PTO. Oh, that's right. No, Connor is, right? Yes. Yeah. We're going to have to have Connor on. We talk about him like every episode. So we got to have I him know. on so people know who he is. Yep. Yes. All right. He'll be excited to join. Well, you have 17 minutes before you're right. immersion into the Kool Aid pitcher. Yes. Yes. All right. Talk soon. Go Gamecocks. All right. All right. Have fun. And don't forget to wait for the <laughs> video to upload. <laughs> I will not.